On this episode of the Dudes and Dads podcast, we talk with Mark Benton about retreating. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMott and Andy Lehman. Wrong. Wrong. That's not Joel DeMott sitting right here next to me. No. No, it's not. It is none other than Mark Benton, the second who... What up? What up? <laughs> Mark, man, it, welcome back. It has been a long time. We had you uh, back on season three, episode 11, and we were talking about why it's important to go to church and... We're talking now about retreating. So Joel, the other day, just so you know, Joel said to me, I asked him if we can record Sunday, and he said, actually, I'm going to be out of town. And I said, okay, fine. Do you mind if I <laughs> invite Mark Button to be on and be our co-host, be my co-host? So he said, absolutely. So Mark, welcome back to the show. Uh, it's good to have you back on. It's been so long. Man, thank you so much. I know. I appreciate it, though. Thank you so much. And listen, shout out to Joel. Uh, as you said, yes, I'm not him. It's just a few shades uh darker my hair is just a little <laughs> taller but joel is still my brother man yeah we're, we're, we're still brothers absolutely so i'm glad to be back on here with you <laughs> uh, yes definitely so yeah it's it again last time we talked we were talking about the importance of going to church and uh that was a good episode i'll link to it in the show notes if you guys have not heard it uh we were talking a long time ago about why it's important to go to church and um for those of you who don't know mark has been a longtime friend uh, we've never actually met in person, though, but uh, hopefully I one day I, I had the I had the goal. Yes. But then you moved down south, farther south. So, <laughs> yeah, I did a little further south. Yep. <laughs> Maybe one day. Yep. yep. One day we were in Nashville or, or Clarksville and then moved down here like uh, it's been nine months now down in a DFW area, Dallas Fort Worth okay. area. So it's been good. It's yeah, definitely. So. <laughs> All right, guys. So tonight we're actually going to be talking about retreating. But before we do that, though. I want to remind you that support for this episode comes from Everance Financial, helping individuals and organizations combine faith and finance through retirement planning, banking, and other financial services. More at everance.com slash Michiana. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group, Securities Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. All right. So retreating, you know, I know even when I said, hey, let's do talk about retreating, you're like, so you're talking about this. And I said, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about, about what is retreating and, and, and how we can do it. So, yeah. So retreating, I, I actually looked up retreating in the dictionary and it's in military wise, it's re- withdraw from an enemy forces as a result of their mm-hmm. superior power or after a defeat or in general, just an act of moving away, especially from something that's difficult dangerous or disagreeable. So that happens even in our lives, right? I mean, if you run, run hardcore and, and you're running your life, just boom, 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 you're going to burn out. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, uh, where retreat is kind of a, a time to, to reset, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a time mm-hmm. to kind of go. And, and this doesn't have to be anything big, like, right? I mean, like when I think of retreating, my parents run a retreat ministry and I, you know, they have people that go away for a couple of days, come back, you know, that's, that's one type of retreat, but we we can also talk about retreating too, when it comes to, to just the everyday type of things where just kind of getting out of the ordinary, doing what's called, actually called a pattern interrupt. So I don't know if you've ever heard of that, Mark, Ooh, you know, no, what? I like that. So I say, yeah, it's essentially the idea of 
doing something different to kind of reset yourself. So just doing something mm-hmm. out of the ordinary. And marketers do this a lot too when you're t- when to get your attention on a TV. That's you know that's why sometimes the commercials are louder or whatever because it's mm-hmm. something just different enough that's going to catch your attention. And so I think retreating mm-hmm. retreating is the same way, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's something just a little bit different that helps your mind kind of reset and kind of you you know you can kind of it's it's out of the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting you said that because uh, I actually did a funeral earlier today and um, got back, got back at a decent time, uh, you know, to the house. And so uh, I was just feeling um, uh, a little, really just a little tired. And so my wife was like, why don't you just take a nap real quick? And I was mm. like, that's a good idea. <laughs> so I took a 40 minute nap <laughs> earlier before, and I woke up and I was like, hey, I still got time for dinner. And hopped on here with you, but I, I love what you said, Andy, how it's sometimes it's not just the, the all day thing or the all week thing, you know, whether it's a vacation and there's 100% a place for that. But I love how you said that it's sometimes it's in the everyday, you know, in the small. Right. And I, I like that language you used of what are the, the small uh, interruptions of your normal patterns? Because I, I don't take 30 or 40 minute naps. And I don't, not that I don't believe <laughs> them. I just, right. <laughs> it just doesn't really happen. So right. We get busy. I do that. We get busy yeah, with our day exactly. and you know, I find myself going, I need to do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And next thing I know, I'm, you know, just the same thing over and over and over again. You know, I go to work. Uh, I mean, the nice thing for me right now is I'm actually working from home two days a week. And so that's a little bit for me, a, a different, you know, kind of when we talk about pattern interrupts, it's something where, you know, I'm not always doing the same thing every day, but, mm-hmm. but it, there are a lot of times that, especially if I'm really stressed out at work, I'll just go out and go for a walk, you know, 20 minute walk or whatever. And, and that helps me kind of retreat and, and, and withdraw from the daily stresses. And, and I use that as a time to, uh, a lot of times I'll be praying when I walk. Um, so I'm, I'm having a, a conversation with God, um, mm-hmm. or, or I'm listening, sometimes I'm listening to podcasts, but a lot of times I, I'm, I'm just trying to get away from what's going on at work. And I, I've mm-hmm. used that time to pray. Um, and for me, I like having a conversation out loud with God. And so that's uh, kind of good on my walk. I may, I may look crazy, <laughs> but I'm, I'm doing it right. Uh, so like, no, I, I so I want to affirm that because walks with the Lord has become like my go-to man. Mm. I've probably been doing that now. Really. Ironically, COVID is the COVID year was like the year that kind of set that part into motion. Usually it'd just be, my bonus room, uh, which, which is fine. You know, mm-hmm. for some people it's their, their backyard, their patio. And, and, uh, I would do things similar to it, but I don't know what it was at, at the time. You know, I, you know, of course you're locked up for months at right. a time. And so we would just like, okay, let's just take a walk around our neighborhood. Just, uh, and we started doing it actually, it, it kind of became like our clean break basically to say like our day is ending. Cause you know, at that okay. point almost everyone was working from home. Right. So kind of like, let's implement this thing that kind of just, gets us out of, as you said, the norm, mm-hmm. you know, that interrupts the pattern. and bro, almost three years later, like it's my favorite thing to do. Um, so I'm, I'm with you. I'll be looking crazy with you, man. If I'm talking out <laughs> loud to the Lord. Bro. <laughs> so, so when you do it, are you doing it separately? Or are you doing it with your wife? How are you, how are you doing that walk? We'll do both. Um, I do it a lot on my own. Uh, usually, so I usually try to work out for, uh, I've increased it to five times a week. If I don't feel like working out, out working out at all, then I, just tell myself, hey, then do a mandatory walk. Sure. And it'll be 
from 30 minutes and sometimes it goes long for an hour. So I'll do that on my own just to, one, not just to uh, have that time with the Lord, but it's kind of like by, I usually do something like that on my off days. Okay. Um, so I've made that a part of the rhythm of, I guess you could say of my Sabbath. So I'll still probably do, sometimes I even do a 10 to 15 minute walk every other day just to kind of get out of my office and just walk around and get out of my head. But I intentionally try to do a 40 minute to an hour walk uh, once a week. And that's typically on my off days. So it's kind of like this in-depth time where I can just disconnect with what's, whatever's going on in my own life. Sure. Um, but not just to hear from the Lord, but also just to be. And sure. I think that's the other thing is that, you know, retreating is, is uh, yes, there's a time, of course, to, uh, to rest and everything like that, which is 100% a part of it. But I also think about, it's the Psalm 4610 mindset where I can just be still and just know that God is God. So sometimes it's, it's just the, the fellowship of just being with the sure. Lord, you know? And even that, it's like restorative in its own way. Sure. Yeah. So I, I think for us as a family, we've kind of said that Sundays are, well, I mean, and again, my wife working in the church, this is a little bit different. But she, you know, we've come across, we've said basically that Sundays are going to be our day for relaxing and doing the things that we want to do. And so Mm -hmm. that, that may mean there's dishes sitting on the counter, but we don't have to do them. Right. We're giving Mm -hmm. ourselves grace Mm -hmm. to say, that's okay. We don't need to do that. We're going to retreat. And a lot of times that looks like we're just staying home after church, you know, and, and we're, you know, maybe watching a movie, we're resting, we're doing things that we don't feel guilty about doing because we've set that day aside. Now. Now for her in the church, like that's not her hundred percent rest day. Cause she's still working that morning. Right. So she, right. she mixed her to protect that. And she actually has Friday off. And so she tries to protect that, um, and get away or be home alone. Uh, that's harder in the summer with the kids, you know, but she tries to find something where she can get away and have, have some, some Sabbath, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. so that way she can retreat away from her, her busy every, everyday schedule. Yeah. Well, I love that you said how your wife, does your part to protect it. So the thing about re- about having a retreat, whether it's a daily rhythm or a weekly rhythm, monthly rhythm, you have to plan it. Oh yeah. Because no one's going to do it for you. Like, I love that you said, um, so if the dishes are there, we don't have to do it. Right. Like that. Yes. I love that. But you have made an intentional decision ahead of time to go, Hey, on this day and this time, we're not doing it. So, uh, I, I just realized an answer to the other part of your question. So I have my time where I do my walks, just me and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then there are times like, hey, babe, let's go to, to a park. And we, Juvie and I have some of our best in-depth conversations on walks. There, there's good. something about just disconnecting from, I, I can't get off that term you use, man, the, the interrupted patterns. There's just something about mm-hmm. doing that, that um, where it's not just idle chit chat, but we'll dream together. We'll talk through, okay, what is, what is the next step to kind of get closer to the dream. What do you feel like the Lord is telling you in your life? And it's interesting how we'll be in different parts of our own personal devotion mm-hmm. or walk with the Lord, yet it still intersects. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but that happens in our retreat of just taking walks, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and I think too, that, that walks are a good thing because you really don't have anything else to do as you're walking. I mean, yes, you have to watch for traffic. You don't want to get hit. <laughs> right. right. But I mean, you don't have, have anything else to do. You're not scrolling on your phone. I mean, yeah, you could be mm-hmm. listening to a podcast or whatever, but your attention is right there. So whether it be you and your wife or you and God, like, like there's that one-on-oneness there. And so there's, there's an intentionality that we have that, that makes it so that we're, 
we're focused that we're not distracted and and so yeah walks are walks are a really great thing to do that to do that yeah yeah i I, granted i still have my moments where i just sit in my living room you know and sit in stillness of course Mm -hmm. um where i'm praying and i'm sitting i'll even posture my body sometimes uh i'll sit upright just to kind of let my body know that god i'm here for you Mm. sometimes it's even to tell my literal mind of mark just relax like just be be where your feet are planted type thing you know so how how do you do that how do you how do you when you're sitting in your living room for me i i find it tough to unplug because if i'm sitting Mm. there i i'm either like yeah i can put my phone away and that's fine but i either fall asleep because i'm sitting there which again that's fine (laughs) i mean there 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 are times for that but if you're trying to be intentional and and sitting in stillness it's it's hard to keep our minds focused sometimes so how do you how do you do that yeah so i will i do want to firmly acknowledge that i don't have kids right so (laughs) to all all, all the dads (laughs) and the parents i'm not going to act like i know what it's like because i don't but uh, i did know i do notice for me even if i'm around with the like if i'm on vacation with a group of people or something like that if i have to do it first thing in the morning um, or I'll even, uh, so even going back to like taking a walk, if I find a bench or something, I'll do the same thing. I'll find a bench just to sit down. And, uh, one of two things happen either. I'll listen to worship and I'll listen to the words of the song. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll sing it, sometimes I won't, but I allow the, the, the words to basically focus my mind mm. and your point. So when I, so I admit when I'm distracted, that's the first thing I guess I would say is that it's. When I know I'm distracted, I go, okay, I know that my mind is distracted. Um, and I start naming what all the distractions okay. are. And then once I'm done aiming it, I'll put on a, a worship song. Because worship has, the beauty of worship is that it has a way of just taking your mind off of the distractions, anything else that's going sure. on in your life, and just focusing on the Lord. And so in order to hear from Him or even just be present with Him, I have to focus my mind on Him, which is hard to do if I'm distracted. Sure. So I just own when I am distracted, um, I name it, I share it. And then by listening to a song that helps me to direct my mind so that I can be receptive now to just listen. Gotcha. Sometimes it's one song. Um, sometimes it's two or three. It, it just depends. Um, uh, some days are more challenging than others. And it doesn't even have to be because you're going through a hard season. Your, your mind just might be cluttered and all right. over the place. But <laughs> I've learned to give myself like that permission of if after one song, I feel like I need to sit there for a little bit. I'm like, okay, let me throw on another worship and I'll keep going. Sure. Um, what I like about walks, which is kind of also how it started is that um, if I don't feel like I can focus my mind by sitting um, by sometimes I, I just work it out literally. And there is actually a science into uh, saying like what, that you can physically work out stress. You can physically mm. work out, um, worries and doubts and all that you don't have to be shanti insanity or something <laughs> like that which is why like a walk is actually very beneficial at the same time uh probably 10 or 15 minutes into a walk i remind myself hey take a seat mm. and i'll just sit down rather i find a bench or i'll come back to you know the the house and um and just sit in stillness so um worship is a huge piece of it uh that helps me to just kind of focus my mind but i'm just reminded like you have to focus your mind in order to be present with the Lord and hear from him. But we focus it by giving ourselves permission to label what are the things that are distracting. That, that's really good. And I found for myself recently, I've come across a 
subgenre of music called lo-fi. It's like kind of chill. Yeah. Yes. And so like I've been yeah. listening to this lo-fi worship and it's great because it doesn't have music in it, but it's kind of like, it reminds me, I mean, it doesn't have music. It doesn't have words in it. Lyrics. I so, know what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. So like I find myself like actually concentrating on the lyrics then because I have to recall them from my mind, not just listen to mm. what's being said to me. It's, it's more of coming from my heart then because it's, it's coming. I'm having to recall those out of, out of memory. And then the thing That's I like good. about lo-fi is for one, it's super chill and like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, I like it because there is imperfections in it. And so it reminds me that not everything is perfect. And so the, mm-hmm. that's the, I, I like listening to that. So if you've not ever checked that out, check out some lo-fi worship because it's, it's kind of good. Bro, there is not one week that goes by and sometimes my wife loves it and hates it. There's not one week that goes by where I don't play a lo-fi slash chill hop playlist. Man. That's awesome. Um, and by the way, it's, it's beautiful actually if, uh, if you're trying to go to sleep and you can't sleep. Mm. The same thing, your mind is everywhere. I'll throw on my, my AirPods uh, on you know one side and uh, I'll just play chill hop. Nice. And there's something about just listening to it that just eases my mind and brings me into, into sleep. And now I'm like, I mean, which is cool because we think about it, like how much, how much does the scripture talk about like think on the higher things? You right. meditate on, you know, keep your thoughts on the higher things. And um, so yeah, music, uh, I, man, I'm so glad you said chill hop, bro. Like that's, <laughs> I've been a fan of chill for like five years now. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I just recently came across it, so I'm I'm loving it. So uh, the one other thing, some of the other things that I like doing to j- kind of just do again, like the pattern interrupts and things that are not necessarily big, giant, go away and retreat because those those have their place, and we can talk about those too. But a lot of times those are harder because they 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 take a a bigger plan. They take something that's going to mm-hmm. take a, a longer time to you know, go, okay, I'm going to get away for these three days. So I need to clear my schedule, but there's a lot of other things. So for me, a lot of times I like going away to the coffee shop. So for me, I can, I can chill out. I can actually do a lot more studying and a lot more, uh, concentrating on the word. If I'm at a coffee shop, like I can, I can sit there, even if there's distractions around me, I can, I can study more there than at home because for me at home, I'm, my mind's running a hundred different places. You know, it's, it's thinking about what I need to do next. It's all this stuff. But if I'm at the coffee shop and usually have a really good cup of coffee and I can, yeah. I can get away. And now sometimes it's hard because you'll find people that, that, you know, that come into the coffee shop, but, but for the most part, even if it's just like a quick, like, Hey, how's it going? Like they leave you alone. And so for me, that, that's one of the mm-hmm. ways that mm-hmm. I like to, I like to, to get away and, and study and retreat, if you will. Do you find like your ability to focus increases by, I guess, retreating from a spot that's like familiar? Do you feel like that's what it is for you? I think for, for me, yeah, it, it's, it's something out of the ordinary again. So like, like, I don't, even if it's a familiar coffee shop, you know, cause there's several different coffee shops in my town and, and even if it's a familiar coffee shop, just the getting away and intentionality, I think so it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. being intentional about getting getting away and being able to, to stop what I'm doing helps. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, something that you said, uh, it kind of reminded me of, uh, even in Jesus ministry, like, so for example, when he fed the 5,000, which really was probably close to like 15,000, mm-hmm. said, you know, 5,000 men, it's not including right. wives and kids and all that. But when you think about it, like, this is one of the greatest miracles that we hear. And, 
the text actually says uh, that when he was done, uh, it says that he went away to a quiet place. And so there was just this, and that's not the first time. There's a lot of other times where uh, when you're reading throughout the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, where before Jesus does a miracle or after, there's a lot of language that says things such as he came from a quiet place or went away into a quiet mm. place. And what I love about that is that uh, you know, it's so easy to use, you know, Jesus as the golden standard of like he worked, right. he worked hard, you know, he was willing to be inconvenienced, he worked his tail off, which is true. But if we're going to use Jesus as the example, let's go all the way because he also rested very well. Right. And so I just love that even in the, the, the biggest moments of his ministry, um, it was either always followed up with or it was led out of a mm. posture of retreat. And what I'm hearing even from you is like how you said, like you're, you're leaving a place to, to, to basically disconnect, but really you're disconnecting with the, with the, uh, with the mindset of wanting to reintegrate back into the world, Mm -hmm. you know? So the retreat is actually filling us, filling us up to do more of whatever the Lord's called us to do, wherever that is. Yeah. Does it matter the church, um, you know, corporate America or wherever that is. And so, um, so something I think about is that, uh, when unchecked, going into retreating in quiet time can also easily turn into isolation. Okay. Speak and to me, talk to me about that. Yeah. So, so like, so for example, like, uh, and I'll, and I'll use myself on the opposite extreme. So because I'm an extrovert, um, I easily connect with people, you know? And so the way I recharge is through community, but community unchecked can lead to codependency. Mm. And in the same sense for an introvert, they recharge by being on their own. So because they naturally recharge by being on their own, they're natural at uh, being in um, uh, solitude. But when unchecked, solitude can turn into isolation. Sure. So in the same sense, we all need community. Uh, we all need uh, solitude, but codependency and isolation is at the other extreme of that. Gotcha. And so if I'm retreating just to... Uh, not so much. Yes, we have to escape from the world, but if I'm escaping only to basically keep everyone at bay and distant, not to reintegrate, I would argue you're probably not looking in for solitude. You're probably looking for isolation. Mm. And so there are times where I know that uh, probably I would say 55, 45 now, 55 extrovert, 45 introvert. But even in my extrovertness, I can even recognize within my own soul where I'm where I'm like, if I'm spending time with someone, I'm doing it because I really value and desire the community or am I starting to find and fall into that line of codependency? Mm-hmm. Meaning, am I trying to find my value in, in someone slash something else outside of the Lord? Sure. And so when I do feel that nudge, that gives me permission to take a time out and just retreat and step into, as, as Jesus did, to go away to a quiet place so I can just be with mm-hmm. the Lord. And and I think that's the other thing. Sometimes it's not always just about uh, getting something. Uh, not that that won't come, but sometimes it's just being present. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, let's be real. How many times are you with your wife, Andy? You don't have to say a word, but there's something about just being in the same room. Right. Yeah. Just, just spending you know? time together. Correct. Correct. And so sometimes that's what the retreat is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that you won't receive something out of it, but sometimes the, the gift is the presence. Yeah. Sometimes the gift is just, is just the, the being. like. But, but do we believe that? Do we, do we trust that in the retreat when I'm present with people um, who love me? And uh, uh, I was uh, hanging out with one of my buddies because uh, I've been here nine months now. 
And when we were driving away from uh, uh, from lunch, there was a moment in the car where we were quiet for two minutes. And uh, Craig says, I love that we're at that point in our friendship where no one has to speak. That's awesome. And I was just like, dang, that, it was just a great, beautiful moment of, it was kind of like a moment of retreat. Like here we are working mm-hmm. together, but there's just two minutes uh, as we're driving from lunch back to our office of just like, this is nice. And no one said anything, right. but it was just... The, the, the gift wasn't just being with each other. Yeah. And I, I think definitely think that that can, that happens when we spend time with the Lord too. You know, like a lot of times, mm-hmm. even, even if I'm, I'm just not necessarily expecting something, but I'm, I'm reading or I'm worshiping or whatever that looks like. There's a, there's a, a recharge that happens afterwards where, you know, you're, you're, you're ready to get back in, into the, to the world. You're ready to go. You're ready to like, just that time away has has given you energy and, and i'm i'm for the most part an extroverted person too but I, it's interesting i find time like alone especially intentional time with god like is is recharging for me too even though i'm an extrovert person and i'd rather you know hang out all day uh with people than be alone but i, I find that that helps when i'm when i spend that time with god um because i think it, it's interesting because i think as an extrovert spending time with God is hard to do with people. I mean, you can do it with people that don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You, you can, I mean, especially mm-hmm. like, you know, think of, about a good worship service where you've had a, like your corporate, you're doing corporate worship. And obviously that's not alone. You're still singly worshiping God, but you're worshiping right. God together with everybody else. So that, that, that's, I guess, I guess as an extrovert, you can, you can use that too. But, but even for me, like the time alone is, is like more, it, I, I find that that, I don't know how to say that. It's, it's energizing. There's something to, rich that takes place where it's just mm-hmm. you and the Lord is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. 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 I, I find, I find energy in both, but, but I think that's, it's, those are the times and the moments that I get more clarity on, on like his calling on my life. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like mm-hmm. the worship services are good and, mm-hmm. and I'm worshiping God, but I don't necessarily get something back like there's not and again i don't want to say i don't want to sound like i'm saying i want i have to have something back you're good but but there's it it god doesn't speak to me in the same way when we're in a corporate worship than when i'm alone with him if that makes sense andy there are it's funny because um the reason why i kind of say like i'm probably 55 45 but now i start to question that i'm actually learning leaning more towards 50 50 (laughs) because the times I get with God are just so, they're so sweet. And, and here's what it is now, because I've learned and I'm still learning the art of retreating. It, it's not something where I go, oh, I got to spend time with the Lord. Andy, I look forward to mm. it. And I equally feel it when I don't do it now. What's that look like for and you when, when you don't? Like what, what's that look like for you? Yeah. So there are five Trying to remember, see if I can remember them all. So one of my buddies, his name is uh, uh, Derek. He was uh, our campus pastor, but he gave me um, a few words, and um, I'm a, I'm trying to look it up as I talk, but, but I remember some of them. But one of the things he said was that there's certain words that he uses that he kind of keeps as a filter, and so um, one of them is uh, balanced, um, centered, uh, grounded, source, and then there was there was one more. But needless to say. Uh, when he goes through those words, he just simply asks himself, um, what, where do I feel unbalanced today? 
you know, um, here we go. Just found it. Spirit is versatile. So spirit, source, center, balance, and ground. So spirit meaning, um, how is your, how is your spirit feeling right now? Cause there's your spirit and then there's the Holy spirit. Sure. And so does your spirit, does just your inner person just feel, um, just off, you know, do you, are you stressed? Did you wake up with anxiousness, uh, worries, doubts, you know, just how's your inner spirit doing? Um, the second one is source. And what it means by that is that all life comes from Christ because he is the source. But do we acknowledge the fact that Jesus Christ is the source? Mm. Like he is my life. So, um, maybe my anxiousness is coming from the fact that I'm trying to be at the source of something instead of trusting God to be at the source of something. Um, the third one is, uh, center. Uh, I love this one. Jesus is the center of all creation. Um, per John one verse one through five, but asking questions such as what are you speaking to the Lord? What are you releasing to the Lord? And then what are you receiving from the Lord? But it's all centered basically around him. And I love that, that the idea of God being centered is that it gives us permission to, um, to share it with it's a partnership, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. yes, we live our life committed to him. Um, but the Lord wants to hear from you, even the things that you don't think he wants to hear. He wants to hear that. So, mm-hmm. cause I can't receive from God, Andy, if I'm not willing to even open myself up and share with him what's, what's in me, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't have to come to God with these, uh, with this perfect, beautiful dissertation of what it is I want. I can come to him messy. So right. what am I releasing, you know, so that I can actually receive? Yeah. Well, and I, I think like as our relationships, you know, with our wives too, like if, if you were just to go in there and have like a perfect conversation with her, like that's not going to be a good, re- like she's not going to be able to know you well, you know, like even though mm-hmm. she may know you well, cause she's been married to you for however long. But, but if you're not willing to open up and say, this sucks or I had a bad day or this is what's really bothering me. You can't, she can't speak into you. And I think the same, same thing with, with God. Like if we're not willing to go to him and say, this is hard. Like what I'm dealing with right now is, is it sucks. And like, sometimes it's, it's, you know, I don't know that I see you here. Like Mm -hmm. if if we're not willing to, to open up and say those things with him, it's hard for him to show himself to us. Sometimes because we're, we're closing. And honestly, off. Andy, I really believe that's part of the reason why many of us are probably exhausted mm. because we're not honest about where we're at as, as if it's a crime to admit to the people that we love and to a God who loves us and desires us to go. I'm not doing good. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm just off, you know? Um, and the other ones is balance and ground. Um, the idea of balance, he actually challenged me with this, uh, my friend, Derek, uh, what he said, basically, what if balance is not something necessarily to create? So like when I think of balance, I think of like a juggling act, mm-hmm. you know, um, or even, a, or even like a jump rope when you're a kid, you know, they have those big sure. jump ropes and you like jump in, you know, and, and what are you doing? You're trying to find the timing. So you see mm-hmm. the kids kind of leaning back and forth, you know, for a few jumps yep. and then they jump in. Right. But he said, what if, um, and then the other way to, of course, to generate the, uh, the um, jump rope is if you're just turning it yourself, you know, like single handedly. But his point is too many times we look at balance as that, as something is like a jump rope where we're the ones like generating, you know, the energy and we have to find the rhythm and the pace and we just keep going. But what if balance is like when you were a kid, when you, one person has one end, the other person has the other end, and it's your job to get in step 
with the balance mm. of whatever's going on in that season of life. But that's, that comes from the Lord. So instead of me going, God, I'm trying to balance all these things. It's, these are all the things that are on my plate, God. I'll please help me balance and maintain what it is you've already created. Because mm-hmm. there's a balance in the rhythm to, to, I mean, literally from the moon and the stars and just the rotation of the plant, like his creation is mm-hmm. already balanced. And so it's just, so sometimes what, instead of trying to create balance, maybe it's not our job so much to create it, but it's our job to discern the balance of what's ever in place. And the last one is a uh, ground, uh, like where am I? So if the goal is to be grounded, then maybe the question you have to ask yourself is where am I ungrounded? Um, I like to ask, um, uh, anchored, I think, you know, like a ship, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but the, the ship can, can move back and forth on the surface, but if it's anchored, it's not going to drift up. Mm-hmm. So, to, so when I think of Jubilee, asked me probably about three weeks ago and she said, you doing all right? And I was like, I feel unanchored today. Mm. And it was nothing like, um, again, we're, we're, we're in a great season in our life, but it was just, um, I had a lot going on just that specific week. And, uh, and she looked at me and she said, have you spent time with the Lord? And I said, I have, but I've not spent time listening to him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So, and actually, a correction. I, I said I did not make time to listen to him. Mm. That, that's what I said. Gotcha. So, in other words, I've I've worshipped, I've, I've shared, I've emptied my, I've emptied myself, I've vented, um, I've gone to him, but I've not, I did not create time to just shut up and just be present with him mm. and just listen. Um, and so, so I have to say it. Going back to what I said earlier, like yes, there's a time to to share it, to to grieve it, to feel it, to let the Lord know. But at some point too, I also have to create time to just hear him and let, let the Lord know, like, God, I'm uncentered in this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not anchored here and I need your help to get me anchored. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so those, those are things that's really, really helped me to do that. I just pay attention. But here's the deal. Your body talks to you, mm-hmm. just like how typically um, the problem is we ignore it just like we do physically. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> So when I feel a, a, an, an unsettlement spiritually, mentally, emotionally, um, I'm just learning to own that and, and I'm quicker to identify it and, and lean into it immediately instead of putting it off, putting it off. I'll get to it when it's like, no, I've, I've learned um, to create time and I make time for it. And sometimes it's not just once a day. Um, you can do it two, three times a day. Mm-hmm. So, so what are some other things that you do besides walks and worship that, that maybe just like kind of an everyday getaway type of retreat? Is there anything else? Like for me, maybe not every day, but I really like the summertime in general, just because for one, the mm. sun is out and it's, it's nicer out than gray Indiana days in the winter. But I really like having campfires in the evening. And a mm. lot of times that, that is even just by myself or with, you know, my wife or whatever, our family. Because for me, just sitting in front of the fire gets me a chance to rest and relax and, and think about life. Um, you know, it's, it's, not, it's a non-hurried time. It's something out of the yeah. ordinary. It's just a time to, to sit back and relax and just stare at the fire and, and think. So what, what are some of the, do you have any other ways that you, that you retreat? Yeah. So, um, so on a daily basis, uh, I have a five-year journal um, and I'm actually officially of my second one this year. Nice. Um, and so at the end of every day, I just write down, maybe it's a lesson learned, um, something I'm grateful for. Um, sometimes something that I had a challenge with. It, sometimes it was a bad day. 
Uh, and so what I like about that is it's just a, a two minutes um, that just slows me down to just capture my thoughts. Um, and I just get to be uh, present, you know, um, and, and not just with the Lord, but even just with myself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a way to check in on me. So it's something I do uh, daily. Um, things that Juby and I do, it's funny, we've been kind of doing this recently ever since we moved here. We were kind of deprived living in Clarksville, Tennessee. It was about an hour north of Nashville. So we now have a super. All right, oh. let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so like you said, like your wife, I'm off on Fridays and Saturdays. So Thursday nights is kind of our Fridays. And um, Juby just loves going to, she's like, hey, can we just walk around at Super Target? And <laughs> like 70, 80% of the time, we won't even buy anything. We just like to get out of the house and mm-hmm. just, she just loves Target. And my thing is like, I'll go because I just like being with my wife. Right. And it's something that makes her happy. I'm like, make sure you're happy. Yeah. So that's, that's something we do. Uh, something we haven't done it yet since we've moved here, but we were in Clarksville. Um, we got high. Okay. Um, we love, and I'm not talking like that. Uh, White River after that whole, no, no, I'm talking like laziest form <laughs> of hiking you can think of. Just find a river that just takes us through and we just chill. Nice. Um, so we'll do that. We typically go with friends, um, which leads me to uh, my next point. As much as an extrovert I do identify as, I have been in the season probably the past two or three years where I'm, I'm learning that um, not all relationships are created equal. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that all people are not created equal, but not all relationships fill me up as, as other ones do. Mm-hmm. So on my days off, I'm, I'm spending it with people where uh, I don't feel like I have to be on. And so that's a filter question I ask myself. So when people ask like, hey, you want to hang out on this day and this day, um, going back to how you said, you know, your wife protects that day. Mm-hmm. I'm, looking at, I'm, I'm looking at it through that lens and I go, if it's me hanging with this person, am I going to feel uh, drained by the end of it? Or am I going to feel um, rejuvenated by the end of it? And so, uh, so we're very, Juby and I are very specific on who we spend our time with um, on our days off specifically. Um, and so that, that's really helped too, because it's, it's uh, not from this quid pro quo standpoint, but can I just be me and, and not have to, uh, you know, basically be on all the time. Um, and so, um, so that's another thing uh, that I'll do is just, I, I love hanging out as much as I love being with people. Um, there are specific people that I've learned to be more intentional in spending time with. Um, and so, and so I'm starting to build uh, deeper roots, um, you know, in community a lot quicker because of that. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, this is all really great. And now if, if we want to briefly talk, I, I don't care if you, if you want to or not, but like, Going away, like to like spending time all away. What's that look like for you? If you, if you're actually going to do like a physical retreat where you're physically spending one, two, three days away from everything else. So for me, like I've done that before. My like I said, my parents have um, my parents have a retreat center that they run uh, for specifically for that purpose. And I've been mm-hmm. there and I've done that. I know it's a little bit different when, when you're there with your parents. <laughs> so like, yeah, uh, and you can still retreat, but it's definitely, it's definitely different. But, you know, I've done it for other things too, uh, where you actually physically go and get away. I, I find that that's good because again, then, then you're completely out of your normal, uh, mm-hmm. normal routine. Because it's not like just a, I'm going to the coffee shop, but like I'm away from physically for everything that I know. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, I can spend however much time god i'm feeling god led me leading me to to 
to either be in prayer or studying or reading. So have you done that? And what's that look like for you? Yeah. So, so one time, uh, I, I got a chance to visit a monastery and, uh, ironically it was January of 2020. Okay. So it was like two, three months before the world shut down. I was like, I feel like the Lord was trying to tell me something before it all happened. <laughs> and, uh, there for three days and, uh, man, uh, and it was the funny thing is I didn't struggle with it at all. Mm. It, it was like, it, it, it was something that I just knew my soul needed. So when they brought up the idea of it, I jumped on board quickly. It wasn't like, wait, I can't, I can't do what? If we're going to be quiet for like two, three. Um, and, and I'm so matter of fact, uh, oh man, it's crazy. I almost forgot about it. Um, I had to preach three weeks after that. And he had already given me the scripture that he wanted me to preach on. And I had looked at it four or five times, Andy, and um, I couldn't think of anything, bro. I mean, like <laughs> nothing. And so uh, uh, this is like our last, last night. And um, normally when I, I type, type drastically, instead, I just felt, um, I just felt the Lord basically tell me, go to the library and just bring your notebook and pen. Hmm. I was like, okay, along with my Bible. So I did and looked at the verse two hours, Andy. It just flooded. Wow. And ironically, same scripture in, um, in Galatians chapter one, I think it's verse 13 or 14, 15, somewhere around there. But it's the text where it talks about how Paul had his radical transformation with, you know, resurrected Christ. And in the book of Acts, it reads it as if like he had this transformation and he immediately starts preaching the next day. But through Galatians, it talks about how he's, he didn't tell anybody and he spends three years man, in solid. Like, like this is Paul. <laughs> like the dude, he would have the first five books of the Old Testament memorized. Man. For the record, if you know the book of Numbers off the top of your head, <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Right, you're, you're, <laughs> you you're impressive if so, you do. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And so like this dude, I mean, at the time that would be the equivalent of having like your, your basically your PhD or mm -hmm. doctorate, you know, in the old Testament. And this dude goes, I don't know anything. I need to retreat and just chill for three years and relearn everything. Basically I have my PhD in the old Testament, but I'm gonna go ahead and get my master's in the new Testament yeah. and just chill and not tell anybody. Man. And, um, and so the Lord just gave me this crazy outline for my entire message. And it all, so it's funny. He gave me a message about retreating through a retreat. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but it also taught me. So even though that was the first and last time I've done a monastery, it did also teach me how I can find that anywhere. So when we go on vacation, GB and I are typically, we're city people. So we love going to like Chicago. Um, if we do our annual trips, we usually do beach trips. So we've done the Bahamas before and um, we did Turks and Caicos another year. Um, and so what I'll do is, uh, I, if, if we do have access to our phone, I've just learned to not bring my phone. Mm. And so sometimes it's something as simple as just removing, uh, or putting anything that you know will be a distraction in the other room. So if we're watching um, a show or a movie in the living room together. I will purposely put my phone in the other room just because for me to see it and for it to be an arm's length is a trigger for me. Mm -hmm. It, it, it triggers me to pick it up just because I can. Sure. So it's say, there. Um, yeah. I've done even small things like that. Sure. Right. Right. Um, same when we go to target, I'll leave my phone in the, uh, glove compartment sometimes because I just want to be present with my wife. Um, so I've also learned that retreats can be something as, as going out to, you know, like a cabin in the woods, 
on the lake, um, as well as going somewhere in the city. And then we just make intentional time to go somewhere uh, else so we can um, have uh, a silence. But the, the better, I guess, way I would say it is anything that's going to fuel you. And so I just asked myself that question, is me doing this going to give me energy? Is me going here going to fill me up? Um, and if the answer is no, I don't do it. So mm-hmm. what could be a retreat for you may not feel like one for me and vice versa. Sure. Um, so uh, again, I think there's times where everybody needs to go to just absolute quiet, you know, and silence and be, you know, one with, you know, nature and creation and everything. Um, but also keep in mind that uh, retreat is, is the thing that fills you up. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that gives you joy. And if you don't have that, why are you doing yeah, it? Do something different. <laughs> Find something yeah, different. Yeah, exactly. Well, Mark, I want to thank you for for being on the show. It's been it's been great. Um, a couple of things. Tell everybody uh, about your podcast because you have a podcast yourself, and I think it's a great podcast. And so, uh, make sure that you tell our listeners where they can find you uh, at. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, it's called the Let's Talk About It podcast. Um, easiest way, honestly, to find it is just type in my name, uh, which is Mark K. Benton II, uh, or my wife's name. Apparently, there's a lot of podcasts called Let's Talk About It. <laughs> but it's uh, but basically, it's just a podcast where we uh, our, our keywords is empower, um, practical, and freedom. We want to empower you to live your life in a way that's very practical um, through freedom in Christ. And so uh, we've been doing it about two and a half years. It's how you and yeah. Uh, it's been a great, great journey. I also have a YouTube page. So just uh, search my name, Mark K. Benton II, and it'll probably pop up. Awesome. Well, thanks again for thanks again for being part of the show tonight. Uh, guys, we would encourage you to go out there, rest and retreat, uh, rejuvenate. You, you really can't be fully you. You can't really be 100% you, 100% dad, husband, man, if you're not going to do this. I know sometimes people think it's... It's weird to get away and retreat, but it, you honestly can't be yourself without retreating. So no matter what that looks like for you, if it's just a half a day, a day, an hour, definitely go do that. Mark, thanks again for being on the show with us. Man, thank you for having me. Love you guys. Shout out to Joel and keep listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast. <laughs> thanks.